0: With your main Chip Washington. When it comes to information, the main got an arsenal. Bring you up to speed with what you need. He's a local and nationwide news feed. Let's talk about it. Dialect to do something about it. Chip got the flow wide open if you got questions about it. Man, it's the show that brings you to your raw to solve all problems.
1: And here we go, here we go on this Monday evening. Yes, when it is 6 o'clock on Monday evening, you know it is time for Real Talk Memphis. Uh, Glad to have you with us. I am your humble host, Chip Washington, on this 26th day of July 2021. We are on Facebook Live, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. But that is just one of the many ways you can actually get this fine piece of radio broadcasting. If you're listening live, of course, it's 91.7 WYXR on the FM side. You can also catch us on the TuneIn app. Go to T-U-N-E-I-N. Hit the search. Put WYXR in the search. Hit play and you'll hear us crystal clearly wherever you are. Or you can go to the website, wyxr.org hit listen live and you can catch us live and once again we are on facebook live if uh, you know you can actually you know hang with us and 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 stand the view of me but uh for anybody who out there is paying attention hello good to see you (laughs) on this monday i hope you guys are doing well uh the weather today has been of course hot I don't know where it is you are in the metro area, but I work in the south part of town, and it was pouring down rain off and on. So it wasn't uh, terribly, terribly hot. But this weekend was, we had heat advisories in effect. Heat index was about 105 degrees. And don't mess around in this heat, ladies and gentlemen. Don't do it. Don't you do it, because I can tell you right now, if you won't fare well, the heat will always win out every single time. So, um, you know, as we um, begin this broadcast tonight, uh, we are really dealing with uh, one of the main subject, and that is uh, this uh, COVID variant called the Delta. And it is not playing around, and it, it is not a joke. The Shelby County Health Department, who, by the way, uh, the uh, Shelby County Board of Commissioners approved unanimously uh, the selection of Dr. Michelle Taylor as the new health director. So congratulations to Dr. Michelle Taylor. She will be heading the health department, and her first day will be next Monday. So congratulations to her. Uh, But um, before I get into this uh, news and notes and the COVID thing, uh, just kind of wanted to let you know we have a pretty good show tonight, or at least we think we do. Uh, Heidi Kuhn is going to be my first guest. She is the criminal court clerk of Shelby County, and she's going to talk to us about the duties of her office and a particular program that will help a lot of individuals sort of – Uh, get back on their feet, so to speak, uh, and sort of restart their life. She'll she'll talk all about that uh, in just a few minutes. Also tonight, uh, Kathy Pope will rejoin the show. She is the president and CEO of the Mid-South Food Bank, and she's going to talk about their efforts to continue to feed those in need in our city and our county, and also a new partnership uh, that uh, they are working on. And In the uh, second half hour of the show, Mackenzie Weber will be my guest. Uh, She is with Crosstown Arts, and uh, she is the musician and artist services manager. And she's going to talk about something that I have never thought about. I don't know how many of you have ever thought about it, but um, she's going to talk about healthcare enrollment support for artists and musicians. That's a big, big deal. So I look forward to speaking with all of my guests in just a few minutes, but... Uh, We're not going to do the music tonight uh, for the birthdays uh, because, you know, it's a copyright thing and all that kind of stuff. But I'm going to announce birthdays and anniversaries and things like that, special occasions. So if you have celebrated a birthday this past weekend or are celebrating a birthday today, happy birthday, happy anniversary, happy special occasion. Uh, In terms of birthdays, want to wish Judith Williams Blackmore a happy birthday today j nathan tony it's your birthday happy birthday christy jemison it is her birthday today judge robert gibbs jackson mississippi celebrating a birthday today aretha perkins is celebrating today lisa griffin happy birthday to you and two folks that i know personally who actually had birthdays yesterday one was tony franklin uh Great family friend, and uh, Tony celebrated her birthday on yesterday, so happy uh, belated birthday to you, and Mr. David Rohn celebrated his birthday yesterday as well. He is my uh, good, good family friend, and also the man I go to every time there's a big like pay-per-view fight on, so he's always a, a great host. So Happy birthday to each and every one of you, and uh, for all of you who celebrated uh, yesterday and today as well. All right, let's get into some news and notes, shall we? Uh, first things first, the Delta variant is exploding in this country. Let me start locally first and kind of widen the scope. Last week, uh, the health department reported over 400 young people aged 17 and under uh, were sick with COVID, and I, I and, and and again, you know, this just shows the strength and just. Sheer, you know, I mean, how this, how this bug just, I mean, it it is so contagious. It is, I mean, anytime you touch somebody, sneeze on somebody, breathe on somebody, you have this virus. They're gonna probably get it. Most of you who do are unvaccinated. Okay, that is where we are. But we have seen some big news today in reference to this. Uh, The Veterans Affairs uh, Administration, the VA, is mandated uh, mandated vaccines. (laughs) Excuse me for all of their healthcare personnel. It is the first federal government agency to do so. If you work for the VA, you will have to have a vaccine or you might be looking for another job. West Memphis, Arkansas, their problem is so great. Uh the mayor of West Memphis, uh, Marco McClendon uh, had a press conference today to announce that they are strongly urging, strongly recommending that people wear masks, in particular, indoors, um, because they don't have a statewide mask mandate, and a lot of states in this country don't. This is where the problem is continuing to escalate. If you have been watching the news, every state in this country has cases of the Delta variant variant. And from last week to this week, we're talking about over 50,000 new cases a day in the last seven day period. That's a 60% jump from last week. Okay, this is no joke. And I know a lot of people are necessarily taking it as a joke, but for you anti-vaxxers or the folks out there who absolutely, positively, for whatever reason it is that you have, and I can't figure out what that would be, not wanting to take the vaccine, these numbers are legitimate and they are real. You have seen stories, if you watch the news, there are people who are critically ill in hospitals right now, emergency rooms filling up, hospitals starting to fill up all over again, reminiscent of what we saw uh, six, seven months ago, um, right around the Christmas uh, time period, of people who are sick. Now people who are sick, some of them are saying, well, you know, we might want to take the vaccine. Now, it's a little too late for that, you know, once you get it, and if you're critically ill, behind it. Now... There might be a slight trend of more folks paying attention to this enough to maybe want to get vaccines here in Shelby County, uh, in Memphis, and maybe even some places nationally. And that would be a good thing if that is the case. Uh, also, of course, St. Jude here has uh, declared mandatory vaccinations for all employees. Basically, you have about a month or two to get this done. And if you don't get it done... You won't be working at St. Jude, period. That's it. Okay, vaccination or none. Also, Christian Brothers University is the first school around here uh, that has called for anybody, faculty, staff, students, or anybody else uh, who uh, comes on that campus, if you cannot show proof that you are fully vaccinated, you will not be allowed on campus. I'm thinking because the Delta variant is as strong and as powerful as it is, we are going to start to see mandates the state of New York early this morning decided that all 365,000 city employees have to be vaccinated or they will get COVID tested each and every week. California has done that with their state employees be vaccinated or be tested every week. Now, there is some confusion in reference to this whole mask, no mask situation. And as far as I'm concerned, the confusion is real. So let's just take this scenario. <clears throat> you and your, your family and your friends are going to hang out. You guys are going to a club, going to a restaurant, wherever. It's an indoor facility. Close contact, lots of people hanging out, doing this, doing that, and everything else. So they say you should wear a mask if you are in, in, in an indoor environment, okay? Whether you are vaccinated or unvaccinated. Now. Here's where the problem comes in, and here's where the confusion comes in. I'm fully vaccinated, so I, I go to this place, and I have to wear a mask. So someone who is unvaccinated also has to wear a mask, but here's the issue. We don't know if they're vaccinated or not, first. And secondly, if I'm an unvaccinated person, and I'm in the same place in a, where everyone has to wear a mask, no matter what their status, why should I get a, a shot? I mean, what I mean, if, if, if you if you look at it from the perspective of that's a very confusing conversation to have, you know, how do I know if you're vaccinated or you're not vaccinated? Does it matter if everybody in the room is wearing a mask, whether I take a shot or not is inconsequential to those of us who have actually taken our full uh, dosages and are protected? The difference is um, if, uh, you know, you leave unvaccinated and you rub up against somebody who may have the virus, you're going to get sick. And you're going to get really sick to the point of where you're going to have to go to the hospital and you may or may not make it out of the hospital. I heard earlier today that there is a pastor at a church in Nashville, Tennessee, conservative church, who said to you, come one, come all, welcome. But if you walk into my church and if you're wearing a mask, I will ask you to leave my church. True story, you can look it up. Just, 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 just put in pastor who said if you wear a mask, you're, you, you can't worship with us. He said he's not going to buy the, the conspiracy theories and everything else. And he said church is going to stay open no matter what. See, this is the kind of thinking that we have to deal with, you know, versus, you know, other folks who are thinking safety-wise. School starts in another week or so, a couple of weeks, and children under 12 years of age – Cannot get vaccinated because the the vaccine has not been approved for 12 and under. So what happens there? Shelby County Schools has said everyone has to wear a mask. Everyone has to wear a mask, faculty, staff, and students. But there are several school districts that are offering optional mask wearing. There aren't really any mask mandates that are going on out here. So how's all this going to shake out? uh, Is it going to be a month into school where... Cases start to rise. Kids start to call in sick because they they have something that they didn't have when they first started. Are we going to start to see uh, quarantine situations again? This is a big, big deal. And all I'm going to say to you is do it. Don't do it. It's completely up to you. But pay me now or pay me later. As the doctors have said repeatedly, you either – you got two choices. Either get a shot or get COVID, Okay. And quickly in other news, I'm done with that. So quickly in other news, I'm sure many of us have heard about what happened at Incredible Pizza uh, over the weekend. A 21-year-old and Travion Greer uh, is charged with attempted first-degree murder and employment of a firearm during the commission of a felony and aggravated assault because apparently his family and another family got into a beef. So he got angry, went outside got a gun, came back inside, and started shooting. You been to Incredible Pizza? It's a it's a place for families and kids, right? It's got arcades. It's a fun joint. He comes in, and he starts shooting. Well, who does he shoot? He shoots his mother, and he shoots another man. Now, I don't believe he meant to shoot his mother, but they were involved in this beef. And so, you know, once again, really? Really? I mean, this is a place where people go for family. This is the middle of the afternoon. And everything now has to be solved by guns. Everything has to be solved by guns. No reason, no rhyme to anything. It doesn't matter if you're a child. It doesn't matter if you're a female. It doesn't matter who you are. Uh, Yesterday at the Oak Court Mall, some guys were getting into it with another guy. They were messing with this dude. I don't know if you saw the video or not, but this man they were messing with was a big cat. And he turned around and just waylaid one of them to the point to where that boy got up, ran out, and got a gun, and he was coming back to start something, but thank God the security folks stopped him from coming in. When's it going to stop? Madness all the way around. And let me just say this about the Olympics. Everybody's watching the Olympics. So am I. The uh, American gymnast didn't do as well as maybe anticipated yesterday, but I think they're going to be all right in the end. You know, Simone Biles, a few of them had some missteps and things like that. The USA men's basketball team lost a game for the first time in 30 years. They lost to France yesterday. Uh Uh-oh. Anyway, (laughs) let's just keep rooting USA. But the swimmers did fairly well. The swimmers are doing good. It's a good start there. So uh, we're off and running. The show is off and running. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk with uh, Heidi Kuhn. She is my first guest. She's the criminal court clerk of Shelby County this is Real Talk Memphis. I am Chip, you know who you are. We'll be right back.
2: If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Wanna be considered a guest? or have a guest idea then send chip a message on his real talk show page and you can be a part of the real talk experience so as he always says go out and tell somebody we'll be right back
0: Hi there this is Zach Ives my show a box of records plays every Tuesday night 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. right here on WYXR 91.7 FM Memphis Tennessee
3: Established in 1999, Bentley Travel Services is a family-owned and operated travel service company with offices in Forestville, Maryland, Memphis, Tennessee, and Columbia, South Carolina. They are proud to support WYXR and their mission. For more information, go to BentleyTravelServices.com. Everyone, this is Janet, host of Jaunt with Janet Wednesdays from 4 to 6 p.m., bringing you new releases in the rock, pop, and electronic genres with a little bit of the old fused in, all here on WYXR Memphis 91.7 FM. Hey.
1: Hey, Memphis. My name is Ron Buck. I am looking forward to bringing you my show, Riverside, every Friday from 1 to 2 p.m. I'll be playing rock and blues, old and new, and featuring Memphis music and events. I hope you'll tune in to Riverside every Friday at 1 p.m. on WYXR 91.7 FM, Raised by Sound. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Chip Washington, your host. And, you know, um, there are um, many uh, elected officials in Shelby County government uh, that have a variety of uh, duties and responsibilities. Uh, But uh, the person I'm about to talk to now has a very important responsibility, and she's also helping to reestablish folks back into our society Uh, we have with us uh, Heidi Kuhn. She is the criminal court clerk for Shelby County Government. And Heidi, it is so good to have you on the show, and I'm so happy you took time to be with us tonight.
4: Thank you so much, Chip. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you tonight.
1: Absolutely. So for for those of us who don't know the uninformed, please tell our uh, listeners what the duties of the criminal court clerk are.
4: Sure, and I I would imagine that most of your listeners probably don't know what the criminal court clerk's office does, unless, of course, perhaps they've ever been there. Mm -hmm. But we are basically the administrator and the keeper of the records for all the 10 criminal courts. Uh, We also take the fines and fees, and we are over all of the property and evidence that go into the cases uh, for the uh, for, um, the DA's office. And uh, one of the big things that I'm going to talk to you tonight about is uh, doing expungements.
1: Absolutely. And that's what I want to talk about because... That is such a very, very important component with so many folks, you know, being locked up. And a lot of folks have made mistakes. Let's face it, a lot of folks have made mistakes, and, uh, but they have paid for their mistakes through the criminal uh, justice system. And when they come out of the other side, it's always been difficult for them because of, uh, because of information that they have to fill out on applications. So talk to us about the expungement process that your uh, office uh, handles.
4: Absolutely. And if we're talking uh, real talk here,
1: yes, yes, we know yes. that a lot
4: of people have made mistakes, yes, right? Yes. We, we know that. Mm-hmm. And we want to make sure that those people that are eligible for an expungement, that can clear their record, have that opportunity to do so, mm-hmm. so that they can go back out into the community. They can get a job. They can run a house. They could buy a house. They could go to school, get a loan. We want to provide them with that opportunity. So if they're eligible for an expungement, we want to make sure that gets done because I believe in second chances. Absolutely. And because just because you have a past doesn't mean you can't have a future.
1: Absolutely. So you just had and you've had you've had a series of these, but you just had one recently. And I'm told there were over 500 people that, uh, that came to that event. Talk about that. The one that you, that you that, just had. That's recently. correct. Right.
4: Uh, we just held an expungement clinic um, two weeks ago, Saturday, and it was at Hope Church. Right. And Chip, it was probably one of our most successful events. We did. We had over 500 people show up and it ran so smooth and we were able to help so many people. And that just brings me such great joy to show and to help other people that now have that second chance. We had one gentleman that came out, he had tears in his eyes. He was so excited that right. now he could provide for his children. There was one gentleman who had waited 25 years in order to get an expungement. And so it's, it's just wonderful to be able to offer this opportunity to people.
1: So talk to us about um, the process of uh, expunging a record. I mean, I mean, what, what goes into that, that, that whole process?
4: Sure. And I think, you know, a lot of times people wonder or they're curious, well, are you expunging, you know, people that were charged with murder Mm -hmm. or rape Mm -hmm. or child molestation? And let me be clear that those are not the cases that can be expunged. What we're looking at now, it just as of July 1st, the eligibility requirements has expanded. And so there have been other charges that have been included. Mm -hmm. And we are looking at felonies, an A to an F felony or, or even misdemeanors. But Mainly, these types of things are, are drug charges and things like that. So, what we do is in our office, we check someone's eligibility. Right. And if we find out if their uh, record can be expunged, and if they don't have any fines and fees, if they've already paid, then what we do is we complete the paperwork for them, we submit it to the, di- the district attorney, they sign off on it, and then we get a judge to sign off on it. And then um, we upload all that information to the TBI or Tennessee Bureau of Investigations. Right, right. And then, and it takes about 30 days. Okay. It takes that's about what 30 days okay, for okay, this about 30 to be days. done.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so, and, and then ladies and gentlemen, in case you're just joining us with speaking with Heidi Kuhn, she is the criminal court clerk for Shelby County. And she is talking to us about uh, the expungement process, which for so many is a very, very big deal, among some of the other uh, things that you do in your office. I imagine you stay pretty busy on a, on a daily and weekly uh, <laughs> basis, we, don't we you? Do.
4: Yeah. We do. We yeah. do. Uh, you know, there are a lot of people that, that need our assistance. Mm-hmm. And, and we have been fortunate in that in the last three years that I've been in office, we have assisted in the expungements of over 3,000 people.
1: That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. And giving hope to life again. I did see some stories, uh, by the way, of uh, a, a post uh, the latest expungement uh, series you had uh, for individuals. And I think the one you mentioned that was waiting like 22 years or something and mm-hmm. now is able to get a job, now is able to take care of himself, now is able to take care of his family. And a, a, as someone who... Uh, was once the executive director of the Crime Victim Center, uh, this has got to be for you just, I mean, a, a, just a, a gift from God. I mean, just, just the reward of seeing or hearing uh, from someone um, who has another chance at life after thinking that it might have been all over after they were in prison or jail.
4: Absolutely. Uh, and that's and that's what's so difficult is people think that, well, this is it. You know, I, I'm now a longtime criminal. And that's certainly not the case. Mm-hmm. Like I said, a lot of people made mistakes. Some of us were not caught. Some of us were. And this just offers them that hope, that new opportunity that advancement in life, because we all know we have a, a problem with crime in Memphis and Shelby County. Yes. And if we're able to offer these opportunities to people and they're able to get a job and contribute to society, instead of going back to a life of crime, then, then that's, that's the better for all of us. I mean, when somebody gets an expungement, there's such a low recidivism rate. Yeah. We don't see those people circulating back into the system.
1: So, 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 um, one final question, you know, I, th- I know that I know that you're a visionary. You're always looking forward. You're always looking ahead. Uh, there's some things that you want to that maybe you haven't accomplished yet or that you want to achieve uh, as you move forward, um, you know, as the is uh, the uh, uh, criminal clerk, court clerk.
4: I do, actually, Chip, one of one of my goals is I would love to have an expungement court. And this wouldn't necessarily be a standalone court, but it would be more of a holistic approach mm-hmm. to making someone more whole. So it would include an expungement or voter restoring their voter rights, getting their driver's license back, possibly having a job fair at, at, at that court. Yeah. And so this is something that I think could really be of benefit to the community.
1: Well, I tell you what, uh, the work that you are doing is uh, extraordinary. And of course, if uh, folks need you for that or for for other duties that your that that your uh, office uh, does, how can they reach you? What's the best way to get in contact uh, with your office?
4: They can certainly call us at 222-3200 and we are also located at 201 Poplar and we're on the 3rd floor. Mm-hmm. And I also just wanted to mention that if someone was not able to come to the last clinic, mm-hmm. they can also fill out a form online. They can go to shelbycountytn.gov and go to the criminal court clerk's office uh, website. They can call us and ask for expungements. And also, uh, we have another clinic coming up that we're working collaboratively with others on August seventh. Okay. And um, the at that's at the Southbrook Mall, but you have to register for that. So if they need to register, that I would recommend they just call our office, okay. and we can assist them in that process.
1: Well, that 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 sounds great, and thank you um, for what you do uh, on a daily basis, and thank you for what you do to help so many. Um, Understand that there's still hope out there uh, for 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 all of us, and uh, I really appreciate you taking time to come on this show. And listen, you are welcome anytime. You have an event, or you have something newsworthy or noteworthy to, to share with the Real Talk Memphis audience. This is your spot. Thank you, Heidi, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you so
4: much, Chip. I appreciate you.
1: All right, have a good night. Thank you very much.
4: Thank you.
1: So you know, you know, once again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know when. We make mistakes in life, and some of those mistakes become costly enough to be incarcerated. It's not the end of your life. Uh, And uh, as Heidi was talking about, this is an opportunity. These are opportunities for you to, if you want to turn things around, and if you want to be a better you, and if you want to have hope in your life to be able to take care of yourself, your family, your responsibilities, uh, there are opportunities available, especially through the uh, Shelby County Criminal Court clerk's office and thanks for Heidi Kuhn to come on the show tonight really appreciate it we're going to take another break and when we come back we're going to shift gears and we're going to talk about feeding the needy in Memphis and Shelby County with Kathy Pope this is Real Talk Memphis I'm Chip we'll be right back
3: This is Bishop Phoebe Rofe of the Episcopal Diocese of West Tennessee. Tune in every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. at WYXR 91.7 FM to hear conversations with community leaders about the role of faith in their lives. That's Faithfully Memphis right here on WYXR FM. Established in 1999, Bentley Travel Services is a family-owned and operated travel service company with offices in Forestville, Maryland, Memphis, Tennessee, and Columbia, South Carolina. They are proud to support WYXR and their mission. For more information, go to BentleyTravelServices.com.
4: You're listening to WYXR 91.7 FM, Memphis. This is Nancy, and I hope you'll
5: join me on a musical journey from 2 to 4 p.m. Mondays with Memphis Undercover.
1: And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. I'm your humble host, Chip Washington. Very happy to have you with us uh, this evening. And I want to uh, acknowledge a couple of folks. There's some noise in the background. I don't know if it's feedback or not. But uh, I want to acknowledge a couple of folks on the Facebook Live. Carlos J. Rogers Sr. is uh, checking us out, or he was checking us out. That's my boy. It's also my uh, my barber. Appreciate you, man. And also, Vonda Vonda Tippins said she was watching as well. So, uh, again, in case you didn't know, we are on Facebook Live again. And uh, just another opportunity for you to be able to check out uh, this fine piece of radio broadcasting. And, by the way, did I mention we're a podcast? Because we are a podcaster, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, On with the show, um, feeding the hungry is a big deal here in Memphis and Shelby County. Food insecurity is a very big deal. That is why we thank God each and every day for the Mid-South Food Bank. And joining me uh, as my guest this evening is Kathy Pope. She is the president and CEO of the Mid-South Food Bank. And Kathy, once again, uh, really happy to have you back on the show.
6: Thank you, Chip. I'm delighted to be here.
1: Okay, so give us an update on where things stand. Uh, You know, I think, you know, obviously, when we had talked previously months and months back, I mean, uh, the, the need was just so great it was just explosively great and i'm sure that the need is still great uh for for food how are you doing in terms of uh of of feeding the hungry out there and and getting partners to be uh to come along with you for that ride
6: yeah we're still doing great chip we um we had talked before, before the pandemic, and we served 31 counties. We what? served um, 12 in West Tennessee, 18 in North Mississippi, and Crittenton, Arkansas, across the river. Mm-hmm. We were serving about 1.5 million pounds of food a month. And during the pandemic, there were months we were at six million pounds, we did 6.6 million one month. Oh wow! Right now we are able to tell that some people are going back to work, they're not needing our services. Our lines are a little bit shorter than they were at that really high point. Right. but We are still at about four point million a month right now. So, you know, still have a lot of food coming in and out of the warehouse, still serving a lot of families, you know, but the good news is when people don't need us, they don't get in line.
1: Well, that's very, very true, and, that, and, that, and I would imagine that, that that's a that's a good thing when things that like, is good. when things like that happen. We're speaking with Kathy Pope. She is the president and CEO of the Mid South Food Bank, and Kathy, you are always coming up with uh, interesting and innovative ways uh, to uh, make the giving process uh, even better. You are in partnership with uh, Vitalant uh, Blood Services now. Tell us a little bit about that. And how all that came about.
6: Yeah, well, I met David, as you know, I've been here two years. Right. Um, it's been a really fast two years. <laughs> um, but I met David pretty early when I moved to Memphis, and he is the executive director for um, Vitalant, the, uh, their formerly um, Lifeblood. Right. And so we were just talking about how to partner, and um, David came up with this great way of getting some sponsors to um, to to donate the $10,000, that's kind of the bucket, and um, a way to benefit both organizations. We benefit because every $10 um, donated provides 30 meals, and then they're really, as you can possibly imagine, are really in need of blood right now because of the shutdown, and they're really, really short. So we thought it was just a great way to save lives and feed families. So we partnered with um, Vitalent to do that, and we're going to ultimately end up – the money will be passed through, they get the blood, and we get the money for the meals.
1: So – and what's it called again? I'm sorry. I I can't remember the name of the the –
6: Save Lives, Feed Families.
1: Save Lives, Feed Families. Very simple concept. (laughs) Obviously, very simple concept, but highly important and extremely important uh, uh, components both – You mentioned uh, the fact that uh, uh, Vitalant is, they're always in need of blood. I mean, there's always, it seems like there's always a blood shortage uh, in, in terms of this. In terms of the campaign, Kathy, is it is it uh, how long is it going to be sustained for? I mean, is it is it just on for a while, or do you have a specific end to it, or how does it work exactly?
6: Right, it's the month of August, and you can go to our website midsouthfoodbank.org, org uh-huh. forward slash. Save Families, and you can find out more about it, but there are donation centers and and all of that is listed about how you can um, donate blood and give back to your community.
1: So in terms of uh, what, you, what you all do, and I mean obviously we've seen uh, you know, maybe a slight decrease in the volume of, of what you had to put out on a daily basis to so many in need. I, I, if, I, if I was at one, I was at about 15 or 20 uh, uh, food pantries in mean, places where you know, they were just giving out food and the line was wrapped literally cars around the block, hundreds and hundreds of vehicles. The need was so great. But we don't want to, um, even though things are maybe a a bit better, we don't want to minimize at all. And I want you to talk a little bit about, um, you know, that the need is still there. There are so many people in this town, high poverty rate, a lot of folks going hungry, a lot of folks in need. So talk about just how important it is what you do is on a daily basis.
6: Yeah, I mean, hunger doesn't take a break. So we have hunger here in the Mid-South every day. Mm -hmm. It is substantially more than it was pre-COVID. Obviously, Chip, we're very concerned about feeding our children. Um, They hadn't been in school. Nobody's laid eyes on them. You know, we, we, we need to get back into that routine of feeding them. And we did partner with YMCA this whole time to help feed the children, they ran the um, after-school snack program where the child got a meal, and then we would partner by giving a mobile pantry distribution to the entire family. So we have done that, and when I say things are a little bit better, you know that gives us all hope sure. because that tells us if we see fewer people in line, um, they've gone back to work, they don't need the food bank, and and all of that's good. But we've got families that are gonna need us for quite a while because they were already living on the edge, right? And they are not gonna bounce back from what they've been through. Um, They're not gonna bounce back immediately. So that's where we know that need is going to continue. We have almost 400,000 in the Mid-South that are food insecure. And our children, we have 44% live in poverty. Wow, that's a huge poverty rate for children in the United States.
1: Four hundred thousand people uh, in need, and 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 a great uh, majority it sounds like are children, and that that it, I mean it, I mean honestly, when you just take a pause and just to listen and absorb what it is you just said, that is some I mean that's a that, that is a big big statement, and and it really says that you know what, no matter where we are, no matter who we are, no matter how blessed and fortunate we are. We still need to look after so many because so many are still in need.
6: Yes. And our seniors, too. I don't want to forget them because we have a lot of seniors that are really needing some help and um, their situation is not getting better. And then and we serve a lot of working families that were living paycheck to paycheck. So they're going to need some time to to um, recoup from this. So so I love David, and I'm so happy that we're partnering to save lives and feed families. And I think it's important for our community to see how nonprofits work together for the betterment of all of us.
1: It's not yeah, you're exactly right. It's not a competition. I mean, this is something. This is the this is the need. And I mean, yeah. you know, clearly, you know, we are we are on the upsurge of a another wave of COVID. And I don't think there's any doubt about that. And even for folks who are who are half paying attention, you know, are, are, are hearing about the Delta variant, but they don't realize and they don't understand the connective tissue that goes along with that, you know, that heartache and sickness and and maybe tragedy. But again, you're talking about people who may not be able to work. You may not you exactly. may have children who may not be able to go to school. So you're still talking about, as you said, you know, a, a problem that continues on. And that is why we need so many to be partners in these efforts to really try to help each other.
6: Yeah. And we don't want people to think we're over this, right? Cause, exactly. Because, Right. Um, even even if we end up getting on the other side of this, and we know we will, um, what I think is important for people to understand is if you were already on the edge financially, this has set you way back. Yes, and true. you are going to need some time to recoup. And we wanna be that source for just that basic need of food. If you can help a family with food, okay, now the mama can think straight about how to care for her children. Now the daddy can figure out how to to get a job, you know, pivot somehow, what am I gonna do? But we all need that nutritious food to live that healthy lifestyle, and that's what we wanna make sure we're providing.
1: Kathy Pope, President and CEO of the Mid-South Food Bank, thank you for what you do each and every day, and thank you for your heart uh, for other people. And you know you're always welcome back on this show, and if there's anything that we can do to help, and before you get out of here, give us some contact information for those who do want to participate and give to the Food Bank and be a part of the campaign with uh, Vitality.
6: Yeah, great. MidSouthFoodBank.org forward slash Families. And I would love to come back. We're ex- so excited, Chip. We've got a couple of fundraisers coming up this year. Okay, um, that where um, you can go on our website and find out about uh, rappelling down the First Horizon Building. That's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, um, we have a company that um, is going to help us with that. And then we uh, this is our 40th year anniversary and. I really think it's going to be the ticket to have in, in the um, in the fall. So go to our website and find out about some of our activities.
1: Sold. Thank you so much, Kathy. <laughs> I really appreciate you coming on the show as always, and thank you for what you do, and we'll talk soon. Thank you, Chip. Take care. Well, I tell you what, man, that's that that that's worth it all right there uh, to really understand and need. And look, I said this before and I'll say it again. I don't have much of a, of a platform here, but what I want to do is – provide you with information and knowledge of things that are going on for, for organizations, for groups um, like the Mid-South Food Bank and, 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 and what Heidi does uh, with the uh, Criminal Court Clerk's Office. Information is power. And if you don't have information, you don't have power. And speaking of information, we're going to take one final break. And when we come back, had you ever thought about musicians and artists as pertains to healthcare? I'll admit, I raised my hand, I didn't, but my next guest will tell us all about it. This is Real Talk Memphis, I'm Chip, and one final break, stay with us.
0: Hi there, this is Zach Ives. My show, A Box of Records, plays every Tuesday night, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. right here on WYXR 91.7 FM, Memphis, Tennessee. Established in
3: 1999, Bentley Travel Services is a family-owned and operated travel service company with offices in Forestville, Maryland, Memphis, Tennessee, and Columbia, South Carolina. They are proud to support WYXR and their mission. For more information, go to BentleyTravelServices.com.
0: Yo, what up, what up, what up? It is the president of Driven Type-T, and you're now tuned in to Memphis' own WYXR 91.7 FM. The station with the city's soul, man, come on, you know what it is. (laughs) Remember, never stop, stay driven. Peace.
1: And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this July 26th. This is the last Monday in July. This year is really flying by, and so is this hour. It's been a a great hour so far, and uh, I'm looking forward to this interview because, you know, when when somebody brings something to your attention that you really didn't – that you don't think about – It makes you want to think about it. So we're going to talk about it tonight. Uh, I have uh, with me Mackenzie Webster. She is from Crosstown Arts. She is a musician and artist services manager. And they are kind of endeavoring to do something that I said none of us really never thought much about, which is uh, supporting health care for artists and musicians. Mackenzie, thanks for being here.
5: Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk more with you about healthcare support.
1: Absolutely. Well f- well first town uh, well first of all, uh, Crosstown Arts. Now we're at Crosstown Concourse. Are you are you here? Is it are you in the building somewhere?
5: Yes, we are on the second floor of suite 280.
1: 280, second floor. <laughs> she's right upstairs. We're downstairs, So, so um, okay, so tell me first of all um, about Crosstown Arts itself. And uh, and then let's segue into the healthcare enrollment aspect of things that you all are trying to 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 uh, let, let people make people aware of.
5: For sure, Crosstown Arts uh, is actually over ten years old. It's eleven years old, um, and is an arts organization here in Memphis, helping to cultivate the Memphis creative community. Right. Um, and you know, with this building, you know, Crosstown Concourse, as you mentioned, uh, was instrumental and really the founding and creation of this building. And so with the creative community, like you said, a lot of people don't always think about uh, healthcare right. and how are, how are these creatives making sure that they're taken care of? And so that's really how the healthcare support initiative came about, which it seemed very timely because the conversation began pre pandemic. Okay. Um, but obviously with the pandemic now more than ever, you know, our music, um, and creative community needs healthcare support um, just to make sure that they're covered, um, even though they're not touring. But especially in thinking about them as you know, they their career doesn't allow for them to in that nine to five to have those certain benefits.
1: Sure, sure. Um,
5: and and so with healthcare support, we're hoping to to fill in the gap.
1: Okay, before we jump into that, how big a community, uh, for those of us who don't know, is the arts slash uh, entertainment slash musician community? Because Memphis, I mean, is the bastion of, to me of arts, you know, and and music. Uh, so, I mean, how big a community is this? I would imagine pretty big.
5: Oh, absolutely. It's, it's huge. I mean, when you think about Memphis um, with such a rich musical history, you um, it's 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 huge. It's mm-hmm. a big it's a big part of, of
1: Memphis. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so having said that, talk about this initiative, talk about the healthcare enrollment support and just, just kind of walk us through this whole process and how it came to be and and, and how exactly you are uh, helping to support these folks.
5: For sure. So really, it came about from having conversations with with individuals within this Music creative community, um, and so with that we saw that um, a lot of artists weren't weren't covered, mm-hmm. um, and with that we are acting. Uh, really, our healthcare support coordinator Kiara Davis is acting as that middle person to make this process so much smoother, mm-hmm. um, because a lot of times things can get lost in translation, and oh. if at the first roadblock a lot of times we don't, we don't want to go past that. So with the help of church health um, with our partnership, Kiera is essentially walking uh, creatives through this process um, and reviewing their annual tax returns. And if they haven't, you know, or are behind on filing their tax returns, make sure to give them a plan of action and help them to ensure that they get those in. And then from there, um, is able to figure out, OK, what is the b- best next course of action in terms of your healthcare care plans, mm-hmm. um, whether it be um, through um, Care or whether it be through the Affordable Care Act um, and then with Church Health, you know, with the Memphis plan.
1: So you, you're providing you're clearly providing options. And uh, can you I mean, you, you, you mentioned the Memphis plan. What is the Memphis plan?
5: So the Memphis plan is through church health okay. and it allows for individuals to pay a monthly fee and they can receive uh, health coverage. Um, and so they would be partnered or, be given or designated a, a primary physician who is not necessarily at healthcare or church health in the Crosstown Concourse, they potentially could be in an area closest to them. Um, so that way travel is not a barrier. Um, but with the Memphis plan, they're able to receive um, health coverage that they otherwise wouldn't be um, if, you know, they, they went without this plan, if they were uninsured.
1: So it's clearly uh, affordable. Uh, You're you're talking about different people with uh, different different economics uh, uh, situations and and circumstances. So I I would imagine there are some choices to choose from uh, in terms of of a budget. Absolutely.
5: Absolutely. With the with with the Memphis plan, um, it is a, a a monthly flat rate fee. Okay. Um, and so that it, it's all about meeting people where they are. Okay. Um, and so with musicians, you know, sometimes, you know, you may have a, a bad touring month or a bad show month. Um, or if you're a visual artist and things, it, it, it just fluctuates. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing about the the Memphis plan, it's, it's based on where you're at.
1: Wow, this is uh, this is really something, and I don't I don't know too many people that that, that really had, uh, heard about this. Uh, we are speaking with Mackenzie Webster from Crosstown Arts. Uh, she is a musician and artist, service manager, services manager rather, and uh, we're talking about healthcare uh, f- uh, for some of these creatively talented folks. And I, you know, I promise you. It, it, it is it is i guess just so out of the traditional norm and we just don't think about that you know i mean we have companies and businesses and corporations and and, and they all have their health care and they all have plans and this and that and so many and blah 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 but you just don't really think about the fact that these are people too and that they get sick too and they have health care issues too what was the motivating factor to even start this Mackenzie? because i i think it's brilliant i really really do
5: Absolutely. I mean, it, it really came from, um, as you say, knowledge is power. Yes. And within the creative community, a lot of the creatives didn't know that Church Health offered this this plan. Or if they did, um, as I said, at the, at the first kind of roadblock, um, potentially whether it be with their their tax returns or just you know going through the process of filling out the paperwork they just didn't see it through or just didn't know about it. And so with that, you know, with the great work that Kiera is doing, she's, really eliminating the barriers of entry um, and making it an easy process and helping people um, by answering their questions, just taking them through the process, which a lot of times that's all that's missing. They yeah. just need someone to You're just walk explain it. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Explain it, answer that one question um, or paint the picture just a little bit brighter. Um, and through Kiera's work, she, she's just making that a lot more easier. And I mean, we saw within the Memphis music ecosystem you know there are so many creatives that are not taking care of themselves because they just don't have that health care plan in place and so rather than wait till when something happens be proactive and making sure that you're covered um, just in case for the future
1: absolutely Uh, as you said and as I said earlier information is power and before I let you go Uh, Tell folks uh, who are interested in this, and I don't know why the heck they wouldn't be, uh, how to enroll, who to contact, uh, any kind of information you want to put out there for, for the audience.
5: Absolutely. So the person you're going to want to get in contact with is Kiera Davis, Davis, who is our healthcare support coordinator. Mm-hmm. And if you would like to get in touch with her or learn more about the healthcare support initiative, uh, you can visit crosstownarts.org okay. slash music. Okay. Um, or you can actually email Kiera at Kiera at crosstownarts.org.
1: This is really you know what, I, I I really first of all kudos. Kudos, kudos, seriously, because this is again a great need. Uh, for a mm-hmm. wonderfully creative community that we all live in, thrive in, work in here in Memphis, Tennessee. So thank you, uh, thank Kiara, thank you, thank all the folks who are involved in this uh, in this program. And we hope that uh, it continues to be successful and keep and you stay healthy and you keep everybody else healthy healthy too. Okay.
5: Absolutely, I greatly appreciate you uh, taking the time to
1: allow us to share more about it, Mackenzie. You're welcome back anytime. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Okay. Thank you. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, I tell you what, this has been, you know, when, when, when you end shows like this and provide information like McKenzie just did about healthcare, healthcare, staying healthy, staying up, uh, that's a big, big deal. And, again, information is power. You know, I, I, I had to look up for a second because all these folks just walked in the studio. <laughs> so, Talking Memphis is next. Uh, and uh, I guess they're going to have a big show tonight. And uh, so we look forward to that. So, listen, uh, if you have enjoyed this show and you enjoy this station, stay on this station. This is 91.7 WYXR. Man, Talking Memphis coming next. But uh, in the meantime, in between time, as Jack plays us out, uh, very happy to have you all with us tonight uh, You can uh, catch us tomorrow the We are a podcast And they will post the podcast on the, our website org Sometime tomorrow afternoon And you can pick it up wherever You get your podcast. Uh, but uh, for Nicole and for Adam and for Jack, uh, man and the boys tonight. Nice job, Jack, by the way. Uh, it's been a really, really good show. Thank you, my guests, Heidi Kuhn, Kathy Pope, Kenzie Webster, and more importantly, you. If you're all out there checking us out tonight, really appreciate it. And if you like what we do, go out and tell somebody, for God's sake. You know, this is a show that we're trying to grow, we're trying to build, and we hope that we're doing it the right way and we hope that we're providing you information and uh, stuff that you need to know Uh, so in the meantime, in between time uh, we're down next week but we'll be back in two weeks Uh, so I need you to stay healthy, stay up stay upright, take care of each other uh, and get your vaccination if you haven't done so yeah I said it (laughs) for all of us here at Real Talk Memphis I'm Chip and I'm out